The lefties in Hollywood have officially recognized James Comey as a living saint. Forget that the corrupt and crooked Comey is one of history's most notorious schemers, the Bernie Madoff of the FBI. Comey's canonization will be televised in an upcoming two-night series called The Comey Rule, courtesy of Showtime. Posing as truth, it's a fantasy drama about the ultimate drama queen. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Jarrett, and welcome to another episode of The Brief. Hollywood loves rewrites. With a stroke of a pen, screenwriters can turn a villain into a hero or transform the truth into a lie. And so they have. In the upcoming melodrama, disgraced FBI Director James Comey is portrayed as Saint Comey. It's pure phantasm, based on his memoir entitled A Higher Loyalty, one of the most dishonest books ever written. Never read it, you say? Don't even bother. It reads like a Harlequin romance, except the protagonist is in love with himself. Comey's the kind of guy who falls deeply in love every time he gazes in the mirror, which is probably a lot. He's Dorian Gray with apologies to Oscar Wilde. The title of the Showtime series, The Comey Rule, is downright laughable. It must have been someone's demented, sardonic sense of humor because Comey has no rules. Well, except for maybe one, glorify and sanctify the almighty James Comey. He's a one-man cult. He's his own biggest fan. Just ask him. He'll tell you how pious he is. He'll try to con you into thinking he's a grown-up Boy Scout, but he'll skip the part about being morally straight. Morality is to Comey what military music is to music. The unvarnished reality about James Comey is something quite different. He became infamous for breaking every rule in the government book. If you have any doubt, just read the scathing critique of Comey that was endorsed by six former attorneys general and deputy attorneys general from both political parties. A damning indictment of how Comey committed multiple acts of misconduct and, quote, refused to accept the nearly universal judgment that he was mistaken. But don't stop there. The 2019 Inspector General report, whoa, that is far worse. You'd need a calculator to tally up all of Comey's acts of malfeasance. Look up the arrogance of power in any book, and you'll find a picture of James Comey next to it. His one-time ally, former Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, recently confessed to Congress that Comey went rogue. Frankly, that's an insult to rogues. The vainglorious Comey loves to sermonize about lies and lying people, which is perversely ironic, coming from a man who more than anyone else is responsible for the Russia hoax, the greatest mass delusion in American political history. It was Comey who launched the investigation of Donald Trump in the summer of 2016. There was not a whiff of credible evidence to justify the probe. 
No one with half a brain actually believed that Trump was some clandestine Russian asset. But that didn't deter the all-powerful, self-righteous James Comey. Just how duplicitous and Machiavellian was he? Comey deployed confidential informants and undercover agents to insinuate themselves into the Trump campaign under false pretenses. Then, they secretly recorded conversations. Comey sent an FBI agent to meet with Trump personally under the guise of an intelligence briefing. In fact, the agent was there to spy on the candidate, to try to gather some incriminating information that Comey knew already was non-existent. Comey abused his position in government to spy on American citizens and monitor a rival presidential campaign. Does Hollywood's version of this mention just how sneaky Comey was? Don't bet on it. Comey signed spy warrants, deliberately deceiving FISA judges with evidence he knew was unverified, insisting instead under oath that it was all verified and reliable. He told the court that Carter Page was a Russian spy, when in fact Comey and his FBI knew that was untrue. They'd been told the exact opposite, that Page was an operational asset for the CIA against Russia. He wasn't a spy at all. Page actually helped the U.S. government prosecute Russian spies. Comey knew this, but he didn't care. That's the kind of guy James Comey is. But there's more. Comey never bothered to tell the judges that his information came from an anti-Trump dossier paid for entirely by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democrats. Some of it was Russian disinformation. The rest of it was gossip and rumors. Comey knew that too, but he concealed it. He signed three of the surveillance warrants, yet never informed the court that the dossier author, Christopher Steele, had a known bias against Trump and was so unreliable he'd actually been fired by the FBI for lying. Comey never told the judges that Steele wasn't a source at all. He was a guy collecting speculation and hearsay from others, some of whom were his drinking buddies. That's just some of it. The lies were endless. There weren't just 17 significant errors, omissions, and lies in Comey's warrant applications, as most in the media will tell you. No, there were more than 50, according to the inspector general, who later examined what Comey had done. You can find every single one of them in the appendix to the IG report. You should read them. It'll send chills down your spine that your own government, the FBI director, could be capable of such prodigious deceptions. Comey was a dirty cop. He weaponized the FBI for political reasons, but mostly because he hated Donald Trump. Comey launched an assault on democracy. So given all of that, surely the Hollywood drama pays close attention to how Comey repeatedly defrauded the FISA court. Not a chance. The last time I checked, it's a crime to lie to a judge. Indeed, numerous felonies apply to illegally obtained wiretaps. We're talking about perjury, false and misleading statements, obstruction of justice, fraud, conspiracy to defraud, 
deprivation of rights under color of law, electronic surveillance under color of law, not to mention criminal contempt of court. But let's not stop there. There's a whole lot more to James Comey's lawlessness. I'm just getting started. When Comey's FBI agents learned a mere four days into Trump's presidency that the so-called evidence against Carter Page was phony and completely debunked by Steele's primary source, did the FBI director do the right thing and rush over to the courthouse to confess that he'd snookered the judges? No. Did Comey tell the newly elected president or Congress or the American people the truth? That there was no credible evidence of a collusion conspiracy with Russia? No. Comey covered it up. He was happy as a pig in mud to let the liberal mainstream media peddle the fabricated anti-Trump dossier as gospel, knowing full well it was an invention conjured up out of thin air. Sure enough, like barking dogs, the media morons, half-wits, and partisans repeated the phony story nearly every day for more than two years. It was all James Comey's doing. But that's the kind of guy Comey is. A model of lies, deceptions, prevarications, and insincerity on nearly all matters. Does Hollywood address this in the Comey miniseries? What do you think? Then there's the time Comey himself tried to trap Trump during a personal meeting just before the inauguration, hoping the president-elect might make some damning admission about a sex tape that didn't even exist. Comey was so cocksure that his sordid scheme would work, he had an SUV waiting for him outside Trump Tower, specially equipped with a top-secret line to FBI headquarters, where his loyal sycophants, his hand-picked nest of vipers, were anxiously awaiting via a secure video teleconference to receive the holy grail of evidence that would surely drive Donald Trump from office and undo the election results. It didn't happen, of course. The plot unraveled when Trump categorically denied the ludicrous allegations. But that's the kind of guy James Comey is. Cunning, scheming, unscrupulous, unprincipled, treacherous. Does Hollywood depict any of that? Come on, be serious. Who can forget Comey's instrumental role in framing National Security Advisor Michael Flynn? He blew the dust off the fallowed Logan Act and manufactured a pretext to send his Confederates into the White House to trap Flynn. Comey's conciliary, Andrew McCabe, lied to Flynn, telling him, oh, it's just a casual conversation, no need to get the White House counsel involved, no big deal. In fact, it was a big deal. It was a clever setup, a perjury trap, designed by James Comey himself and his mini-me, Andrew McCabe, who was later fired from the FBI for lying not once, but four times. Swell couple of guys, aren't they? Documents show their goal was to get Flynn to lie so they could, quote, prosecute him or get him fired. So much for a nonpartisan investigation, since when is it the job of the FBI to get political appointees fired? It was a vicious, extra-legal attack with James Comey at the helm. 
It should surprise no one that Comey was actually proud of his insidious plot against Flint. He even bragged about it to an adoring liberal audience two years later, just to earn a few laughs. Take a listen. You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the sit room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration, in the George W. Bush administration, for example, or the Obama administration. <laughs> the protocol, two men that all of us have perhaps increased appreciation for uh, over the last two years. <laughs> and in both of those administrations, there was process. And so if the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official, you would work through the White House counsel and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there. And I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. <laughs> Some joke there, Jimmy boy. It wasn't funny to Michael Flynn. He was fired from his job. A cloud of disgrace followed him everywhere. Gainful employment was zero. He eventually went broke trying to defend himself. But there was Comey yucking it up at Michael Flynn's expense. That's the kind of guy James Comey is. He gets a kick out of somebody else's suffering and then boasts about how he engineered it all. It didn't matter to Comey that the agents who interviewed Flynn said he didn't lie. Flynn was charged with lying and coerced into a guilty plea when the feds threatened his son. So does Hollywood depict Comey truthfully as a human python? You must be tripping if you think so. When many of Comey's lies, his corruption, his abuse of power finally caught up with him, he was fired. That's when he kicked his backup plan into action. Comey had secretly kept notes of all his meetings with President Trump. This wasn't his personal property, mind you. No, this was the property of the FBI. That was confirmed by the lawyers at the Justice Department and the Inspector General. Now, that should have been obvious to anybody who knows government rules. Comey had written the memos on FBI time, on FBI computers. His meetings with Trump were done in the course and scope of his employment. He met with Trump in his capacity as FBI director, not a private citizen. So clearly, these memos were the property of the FBI and not Comey. So what did he do? He stole the memos from the FBI and then deviously leaked them through his lawyer friend Daniel Richmond to the media. Admittedly, said Comey, to trigger the appointment of a special counsel who just happened to be his longtime friend, mentor, and ally, Robert Mueller. How very cozy and devious with a capital D. Think back for a moment. Remember when Comey told Trump, quote, I don't do sneaky things. I don't leak. I don't do weasel moves. Well, that was just another in a long list of Comey lies, leaks, sneaky things, and weasel moves. But that's the kind of guy James Comey is. He pretends to be honest. In truth, he's dishonest. He's the quintessential weasel. Comey had the audacity to tell my colleague at Fox News, Brett Baer, that his leak to the media wasn't actually a leak at all. 
In what distorted universe does that make sense or is remotely credible? But Comey said it. Here it is. So what specifically did you leak to Mr. Richmond? I sent Mr. Richmond a copy of a two-page unclassified memo and asked him to get the substance of it out to the media. You call him a good friend and a professor, but you didn't reveal that you had hired him as a special government employee for the FBI to work on special projects. Why? Because it wasn't relevant. He was an FBI special government employee until February of 2017. Did you have other special advisors like that? No. So what exactly was his job? Two things. His primary focus was on our going dark challenge, helping us think through and articulate and fight for access to encrypted communications. And then law enforcement data was a big part of his responsibility. So did you leak other things through Mr. Richmond? Yeah. I always have a smile on bread. I don't consider what I did with Mr. Richmond a leak. Look, a leak to the media of an internal FBI memo is a leak, period incontrovertible. Everybody knows that, including Comey. He helped prosecute leaks. So why lie about it? Well, Comey had to come up with some kind of an explanation, however implausible and stupid sounding, for why he leaked government documents to the media to damage Donald Trump. So Comey simply created a fiction, claiming it wasn't a leak at all, as if saying it was so somehow made it so. Take a listen to his tortured explanation during a town hall on CNN. I mean, is it okay for somebody at the FBI to leak something, an internal document, even if it's not classified? Isn't that leaking? Well, there's a whole lot wrong with your question, Anderson. First, I didn't leak memos. I asked a friend to communicate the substance of one unclassified memo. Whether you... Can I finish for a second? Sure, okay. One unclassified memo to the media, and I was really important. I was a private citizen. I was not an FBI employee at that time. But it was an internal document. It was a document you had written while you were FBI director. That that is a leak. I mean, if you tell somebody, don't give them the document, but tell them what's in the document, that's still a leak, No. Well, not to get tangled up in it, I think of a leak as an unauthorized disclosure of classified information. Really? That's I, it? That's, that's, a, that's how I thought about it as FBI director. We investigated leaks. Did you get that? It's only a leak if it's classified. Well, that must be news to the legions of journalists who, over the course of a couple of centuries, have depended on government leaks, classified or not. But that's the kind of guy James Comey is. His mendacity knows no bounds. In the same Brett Baer interview, he also claimed he had no idea that the Hillary Clinton campaign and Democrats had commissioned and funded the fictitious dossier that he, Comey, had relied on. When did you learn that the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign had funded Christopher Steele's work? Yeah, I still don't know that for a fact. What do you mean? I've only seen it in the media. I never knew exactly which Democrats had funded... No reasonable person believed the stories that Comey was peddling. He knew Hillary and the DNC had paid for the dossier, and unsealed documents now prove it. Will you find any of this in the Hollywood version? I'm thinking, no. DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz investigated Comey and issued a report a year ago. It was a blistering denunciation of the fired director. Comey abused his trusted position of power. He violated innumerable government rules. He concealed information from his former agency. He leaked sensitive documents without authorization. He mismarked memos 
without classification banners. He improperly retained records in an unsecured location. He failed or refused to surrender those records to the FBI. And he assumed carte blanche authority he did not have. Those are just some of the damning findings in the report. The IG sent a referral to the Department of Justice for criminal prosecution of James Comey. So, what was Comey's reaction to that? He tweeted the following, I don't need a public apology from those who defame me, but a quick message with a, sorry, we lied about you, would be nice. Seriously? Comey is nothing if not pompous and pretentious. It was classic Comey. When caught in acts of egregious wrongdoing, he plays the victim. He's an imposter, a fake, a cheat, a con artist. Comey abides not an ounce of integrity. But don't take my word for it. Read the 500-page report by the IG, who cited Comey endlessly for his disabling bias, insubordination, and rank unprofessionalism. And yeah, you won't find any of this in the Hollywood version of events. So don't bother looking for it. To this day, Comey refuses to accept responsibility for his copious misdeeds. Instead, he shifts blame to others or attempts to cover it up. Whenever he's confronted with the incriminating evidence against him, he pretends, as he did more than 500 times in his December 2018 testimony before Congress, that, I don't know, or, gee, I don't really remember. Right. His sudden-onset dementia is quite literally unbelievable. Comey's amnesia is either a clever feint or he's the most clueless and incompetent director in the history of the FBI. Trust me, it's the former. Because Comey is the master of prevarication and deception. His book, upon which the upcoming dramatic television series is based, is written proof of it. He portrays himself as St. Comey, a noble, heroic figure. The self-adoration and inflated sense of probity is nauseating. Ready the barf bucket you're guaranteed to hurl. Naturally, Hollywood liberals have lapped up Comey's incessant BS. The terminally woke crowd that inhabits filmmaking studios in the wokest of woke states, California, was more than happy to ignore the established facts, like the perverse cancel culture. Yeah. Like the perverse cancel culture, they canceled the truth about Comey. They totally buy into the whole St. Comey baloney. And naturally, Donald Trump is the villain in the miniseries, a Frankenstein monster brought to life by the magic of screenwriters and producers who think nothing of ignoring the truth in favor of fiction. No doubt Trump will be depicted as some sort of secret Russian agent colluding with Putin in the bowels of the Kremlin. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good yarn is their motto. So there it is. In the miniseries, Trump will be the bad guy, Comey will be the good guy, which is exactly how the Hollywood elite see things in their isolated alternative bubble reality. Why is that? Because conservatives or Republicans or even moderates in the entertainment industry are as rare as a Sasquatch sighting. 
Just look at all the celebrities that populated the Democratic Convention. Eva Longoria, Tracy Ellis Ross, Kerry Washington, Julia Louise Dreyfus. And then there was Billie Eilish. Columnist Michael Goodwin had the best quip about her when he wrote, quote, My low point came when singer Billie Eilish told me how to vote to save America. She's 18 and has green hair. (laughs) Good one, Michael. When you get right down to it, what do these privileged and pampered entertainers know anyway? Actor and comedian Ricky Gervais provided the answer at the Golden Globes earlier this year. If you do win an award tonight... But don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing. Most of you spend less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, I find it truly amazing that the vacuous elites in Hollywood are determined to lecture the rest of us about everything under the sun, immigration, economics, environment, war, peace, justice, and, of course, presidential elections. When that doesn't move the needle they resort to fictionalizing people like James Comey in a blatant effort to vilify their supposed demon in the White House, Donald Trump. And Comey is laughing all the way to the bank. Think about it. He made millions on his book because every Trump hater in America bought it. And the liberal mainstream media promoted it as scripture. Comey was Moses coming down from the mountain. His book was The Tablets. And then Hollywood jumped in and offered him big bucks to turn it into a drama. Only in America can a sinister fraud like James Comey profit handsomely from his own malevolent acts. It is no coincidence that St. Comey will be center stage on Showtime doing battle with Darth Vader Trump just before the ballots are cast. Writer-director Billy Ray didn't bother to hide his intent to meddle in the election. He told Vanity Fair, quote, Of course I wanted this series to air before the 2020 elections. I think our democracy is on the line right now, and I wanted this series to be a part of that conversation. Got that? Forget Russian interference or the Chinese— There's Hollywood to contend with. So here's a question for you. Is a televised myth that'll reach millions of viewers during the current presidential election more effective than social media propaganda by the Kremlin that might have reached a a few thousand in the last election? To pose the question is to answer it. There's no way of knowing how many Americans will actually tune in to watch the Comey rule Frankly, I hope nobody does, because it's a farce. It must be, because it's based on James Comey's book, which was a charade. The unvarnished truth is that Comey will go down in history as the most corrupt FBI director ever. Move over, J. Edgar Hoover. Almost single-handedly, Comey ruined the good name and reputation of the once vaunted FBI. It may take a decade or more for the agency to recover. Maybe never. But you can bet your bottom dollar that James Comey will be watching Showtime with a bag of popcorn in his hand. He'll fall in love with himself all over again. Like Dorian Gray, he'd sell his soul to maintain the illusion of rectitude. And that's The Brief. 
By the way, if you want the truth about Comey and the Russia hoax, read my book. It's called Witch Hunt, the Story of the Greatest Mass Delusion in American Political History. But don't expect Hollywood to turn a truthful book into a television series. No one there has that much courage. Thanks for listening. I'm Greg Jarrett.